Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. you Lord hallelujah we give you praise blessed be your name Lord Jesus blessed be your name hallelujah hallelujah there's something about the name of Jesus hallelujah we're here to worship your most holy name you're the most holy God hallelujah hallelujah blessed be your name blessed be your name amen amen you may be see I just felt the Lord Shifting is it okay to have the word shift in the in the service? I just felt the Lord shifting this morning. He has a plan and a purpose for us today. Glory to your name. Nothing takes God by surprise. Amen. I'm glad you're here this morning. I, I feel like this is a now word that God has given us for today for this for the season that that we're in. The title of this message is Persevering in His Presence. So I'm going to spend a little time, maybe that's why the Lord had us in worship a little earlier, because maybe I'm going to preach a little longer, I don't know. And if you've been around, you've, you've known since uh, September, that uh, the end of September, the Lord's given us this message of shift and shifting, and He's had us on a path. I've been saying this phrase, I don't know, I mean, it's not a new phrase, but God has a plan. Go ahead and say it with me. God has a plan. And I was just going back and I was looking at the messages of shift and when that took place. I know we rehearsed this not long ago, but I thought it was interesting because I picked up something else I didn't really notice before that stood out. But at the end of September, we were uh, celebrating um, the beginning of our fifth year here. Uh, and so I went back and I shared a message uh, at, that, uh, at that last week of September in 2022 uh, revisiting uh, Central Harbor because that was the first message I preached as your pastor. And I felt like the Lord wanted us to go back and, and review a few of those things. But it was interesting because after that message, the following Tuesday night is when we had this prayer meeting and that word shift came out. That started a new season 
for us that that started God moving on us uh, are we willing to shift are we willing to listen and are we willing just to follow what you're what you're saying because there's a shifting that is taking place and then as I was praying into the end of the year of what to do for this year and what the Lord's laying in my heart he gave me I, and I say this the Lord gave me this message of returning refining and rebuilding and all along the way, at the end of 2022, the Lord brought so many different confirmations, again, about that message of shift. And I, I share that because I share this in humility, but I share this within confidence. I'm on the right page. I know I'm following the right voice. Now, I know I'm hearing from God, and I don't take that for granted, and I don't take that lightly, but I know that I'm on a path that God has placed me on, and I'm listening to him. So I don't take this lightly that this is just a, a banner to, to, to print out that looks nice. That this is the word of the Lord for us right now of returning, refining, and rebuilding. So at the beginning of the year of laying this out, uh, and we used the, the story of Nehemiah, it's so interesting that how on the journey since the beginning of the year, how Nehemiah has popped up in other places as a confirmation to me. And, and you're going to see some of that today. So I say that because the Lord has a way. How many believes the word of God is that he orders our steps? Amen. And so in the middle of preaching on Nehemiah, this thought that just roared up in me that we've got to focus on the presence of the Lord. Programs are not going to win the community. It's going to be the presence of the Lord when they walk in and they sense something here. When they sense that even when the sound is not working right, people are still going to worship in spite of, and they're going to press in, and we're going to sing. And so no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, we're here to experience the presence of the Lord. I can tell you in the upper room, they experienced the presence of the Lord and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and they didn't have a lot of instruments. They didn't have a lot of singing. They were there to worship though and they were seeking God and so we're going to ask your patience uh, as you can tell we're, we're making some adjustments there may be some days that might be louder than others and, and we're just like because we're tweaking it we're working on it and this takes us being on the same page understanding that God has a plan but the enemy wants to bring distractions and discouragement but we stay on the side of God and he's going to help us uh, I think that sounds like we need to have an optimistic outlook and bringing him a song of praise so I, I show you again the, the banner that the Lord had me put together, not that it was uh, prophetic, but I just grabbed somebody holding a Bible because we're going to stand on the Word of God. But we're going to declare this message for this year because this year is not over. And there's going to be returning. There's going to be a refining. And he's doing that in us and as individuals and as a church. And he's doing a rebuilding. Amen. I believe it. So we're going to preach this, this message with confidence and humility, but knowing this is the word of the Lord. So let's grab our Bibles and let's declare this morning. I believe this is the word of God. I believe it's fully the word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's word today. I'm alert, I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to go now to the book of Nehemiah chapter 4. And the Lord's taken us away from Nehemiah for just a, a little bit to, to focus in on the presence of the Lord. But the title of this message is 
persevering in his presence. So the Lord has in his way, and I believe he was speaking to me, that we were able to connect these message series together. How many believe that God is able to do that? Because uh, his word of God is all connected. But he was able to help us uh, to see that the presence of the Lord is important in the rebuilding and in returning and refining. Amen. And, and so we, we took a step back from Nehemiah for a season, and his timing is always right. I actually had this message uh, prepared for a couple weeks ago, but the Lord uh, quickened me not to preach it yet. And then even last week, uh, uh, there was a shift, and, and, I, and I presented the, the message of bring him a song. And that was God-ordained, but the day is a time that he wants us to share this message for this hour. So we're going to look at this word, persevering. Say it with me, persevering. It means overcoming, seeing it through, going on in spite of whatever is happening. You keep pressing in, persevering. And so I'm going to give you these titles. You have your outline that's there. And these are coming out of the scriptures, okay? Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 1. But it so happened when Sambalat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very ignorant and mocked the Jews. Now I want you to hear this. I want you to pull this out. We're going to persevere despite the mocking of others. That's what they were facing. I'm not saying people are mocking us. So don't, don't add in things, but I'm saying when there is, when people don't understand and there might be mocking that takes place. This is what they were dealing with, what they were built, rebuilding the walls. They were rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem and not everybody around thought it was important to rebuild the walls or thought the Jews should do that. But God had a plan. Amen. And he used a man named Nehemiah to lead this charge. And so we see here in verse four or chapter four, verse one, that they were being mocked because they were trying to follow God's plan. The enemy is going to try to raise up people to discourage those who are on the path to follow God to proceed and to accomplish what God is doing. So I want to take us back just a moment to Nehemiah chapter 2 so you can be reminded who Sambalat is and, and who uh, Tobiah is and, and who Gisham is. And in the middle of that, uh, these men, when they heard that Nehemiah was going back, verse 19, they laughed at us. And they despised us and said, what is this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? So these were leaders that were also that were in Jerusalem, that they weren't Jewish people, but they were from the other countries and, and they were under the authority of, king, uh, of the king of Persia. And so they don't realize that Nehemiah had an inside track with the king of Persia. They're beginning to mock them for what the king has released them to do. The king has put them on assignment. And I want to let you know right now, we are on assignment in the Central Church of God to reach this Northwest region. We are on assignment. To, the Lord's put me here on assignment. And, and I'm not going to let anything get in my way to help rebuild the walls of Central Church of God. So what is this? Verse 20 says, So I answered them and said to them, To, God, to the God of heaven himself, he will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. But you have no heritage or right in Jerusalem. Nehemiah recognized and said to them that you're not of the Jewish people. You're trying to stop something that was God-ordained, and you're not going to have the right to even to be here when this is all done. So we persevere, and we do it in his presence. Getting back to our main text in Nehemiah chapter 4. The second thought I want you to, to capture is persevering despite the questioning of others. 
How many know there's going to be people that have questions? Not questions of why, but this, this question, can it even be done? This is what they're dealing with here in verse 2. And he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, and this is, this is uh, uh, symbolic speaking, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heap of rubbish, stones that are burned? Symbol is trying to bring discouragement. He's like, this task that they're trying to do, it's impossible for them to do. What are they going to do? Go grab all the, all the stones that's been burnt? Are they going to grab uh, all the wall that's been damaged? Are they going to try to repair it with that again? Can I let you know that the God of heaven brings the resources for those who are on the mission to rebuild? And, and so even though they were trying to be discouraged, uh, 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 Nehemiah wasn't going to be discouraged on that. They will use the supplies are there and know that more supplies are coming. They had favor with the king. Uh, the king was giving them permission and had others to give them the timber that they needed. Uh, so I want to let you know today that God is our source. Uh, God is our resource. He gives us what we need. Amen? So they're questioning. What are they going to do? How are they going to do this? There might be some questioning even the central church of God. How are they going to rebuild right now after COVID, after the, the pandemic? Uh, there's been a lot of people discouraged, and there's been a lot of things happening. And, but I want to let you know that God has a plan. Someone say that with me, that God has a plan. So don't get burnt out on the questions. Uh, don't get tied up in the weeds on the question. Just keep your eyes on God and say that he has a plan. And, and what God prospers and what God's favor, he will bring to pass. Amen. Moving on, verse 3. Now Tobiah the Ammonite was, was beside him, and he said, Whatever they build, even if the foxes go up on it, he will break down their stone walls. He's trying to bring discouragement that it's not going to last. It's not going to work. Uh, it's not going to be prosperous. It's not going to have the favor of God. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, God is able to rebuild uh, uh, the churches today. This message is not just for our church. Uh, there's a lot of churches that are rebuilding right now. They're not, uh, they're not where they were before COVID. And I know we hate using that, that, that timeline, but this is the truth. Uh, we're in a post-pandemic era, and there's a lot of people who are thinking different than they did before. And so they they need a good dose of God in their life uh, and the Holy Spirit to get them back on track, uh, uh, to, to have their eyes on that, that the end time is near. Uh, end, it's not getting better. Don't think that you're going to see the news cycles change to delivering better news. Uh, there's going to be worse uh, and evil, as the scripture says, will grow worse and worse. Uh, so we, we need to pray for those in office. We need to pray for all those things. But we can't have a great expectation that things are going to always get better because it's going to get worse and worse. People are going to get more evil. You're going to hear about more killings and more evil things. Do you want to? No. But it's because that, that, that we're in these end times and the enemy is uh, attacking. But I also believe that the church can stand up, uh, and the church is going to see people saved, uh, and, per, and uh, there's going to be people brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. Your sons and daughters, uh, they're not on a lost course, will never be found again. God is searching them out. He's knocking on their heart's door. Just because the world is getting worse doesn't mean that we give up on our sons and daughters. God has a plan. So we need to persevere because God knows the situation. Verse 4, hear, O God, for we are despised. Turn 
their reproach on them, their own heads, and give them a plunder to a land of captivity. This is Nehemiah praying against the, the enemy. Lord, heap on them the, the wrongdoings that they're doing on us. And how many knows that we serve a just God, a, a righteous God, and, and he is the one that will bring justice uh, uh, for the church. Uh, he's going to stand up for the church. Uh, I thank God that he allowed us. Uh, we didn't stay shut down too long, and I know I'm going back a, a few years, but God's hand was in it. He didn't let the church die. There was people thinking that the church was never going to wake up again. No, the church is alive today, and the Holy Spirit is alive within us, and so we're not been shut down. We are on a mission for God. Verse 5, do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out be, from before you, for they have provoked you your anger before the builders. Uh, what this is saying, the ones who are trying to stop the building, God, you take care of them. Uh, uh, get them out of the way because we're not going to stand. We're not going to be afraid of what the, those who say that it can't be done. Nehemiah says, I'm on a mission from the king. I'm on a mission from God. And we're going to rebuild the walls. Amen. So this next thought is persevering to rebuild together. In his presence. Preserving to rebuild together in his presence. We can't get past this thought about being in his presence. If we come together just to do programs, we come together just to, uh, to play uh, chicken foot, that's not going to get us into heaven. Uh, you had to be here yesterday with the senior adult. Uh, the, what I'm saying is that we, 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 we're more than just a group of people hanging out together. We're the body of Christ. We're, we're an army. Uh, I think I saw someone had a t-shirt about being part of the army of God. Uh, we're, we're a part of the army of God. He has a plan for us, and so we need to do it together to rebuild in his presence. Say that line with me. In his presence. Every time we come together, we need to usher in the presence of the Lord, and we're going to seek him and press in. Amen? So we built the wall. And the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. I think that's a place of prayer right now. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray over this congregation and over everybody that's connected uh, to this church, uh, uh, Lord, that you will help us find the mind to work, uh, to do what you've called us to do, and uh, to find those places to serve you. But Lord, we're going to press in together in your presence, and Lord, we're going to see the, the vision that you've given us about returning, refining, and rebuilding. We're going to see it come to pass in Jesus' name. So they decided to do the work together. That sounds like join the journey. God's not going to let these things go. Connecting to the messages. I, I want you to capture that every once in a while. When I put that out there, connecting the message, I want you to try to go back in your file bank. Uh, what, does, what message does this connect to? It's got to connect to something that that's been said recently that God has given me. I want to let you know again, I humbly say this, I'm not pulling sermons out of a sermon book. I'm not going online finding what everybody else is preaching. I am seeking God and he's given me a message. And then so many times it's happened that my wife says, have you heard this person? They were preaching this and it lines up with God is saying and others will send me texts, so and so. That's because if we're listening to God, God's not going to have a thousand different messages for the church. He's keeping us on track 
and together. And there's something going on in this season right now that the Lord is speaking to pastors about this rebuilding. And to rebuild, you need everybody together. The enemy is trying to separate and scatter, but God wants to bring unity together in his presence. If we gather together in his presence with one heart, with one mind, guarding our heart, checking our heart. It's not by accident that at the end of the year, the Lord kept giving me these messages about our heart and unity. We have to check our heart. Where is it at? Is it for the kingdom of God? Am I pressing in? Because if we have a heart and we have the fruit of the spirit, then we can do anything together. There's not one thing that we can't work through when we're letting the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. Early on, pastor here, the first series I think I did after preaching for a while, I did a series on the fruit of the Spirit. How many fruit are there? Nine. Thank you. Nine. On week five, after I preached week five, I got a phone call from somebody. Pastor, their people are asking, when are you going to get done with this series? And I said, I thought they were joking. I said, what? What are you? No, no, they're wanting to know you've been preaching on this for too long. I said, well, there's nine gifts of the Spirit. I could preach every week on one gift, but you should be happy that there's only one week left. But it sounds like to me that those people need the fruit of the Spirit. Now, I've shared that in some small groups, but you may not know what a pastor deals with sometimes. The audacity of somebody saying, I think you need to stop preaching this or you need to preach that. You stay away from what God wants to speak through me. You let God lead me and you open your ears. That's why we say, open my ears and my heart. Now, I'm not saying this in arrogance. I'm saying this in humility that I have to listen. I want wise counsel, but I'm seeking God's face for this congregation. I'm not an arrogant person. Well, since I'm here, I'm going to go ahead and open this can of worms. Early on in a business or in a leadership meeting, I stood right down here and I made this comment and it's in our first few months. Some of you may have been in a room. Some of you may not have been in a room, but my people heard it because it got spread the wrong way. I made this statement. I think I'm always right until I find out that I'm wrong. Are you catching it? Some people didn't catch it because they used it against me, and they said and went around saying, he thinks he's always right. It's a joke saying, I think I'm always right until I find out that I'm wrong, and you do too. So someone raise your hand. You always think you're right when you first come up with something. How many of you ever found out that you were wrong afterwards? That's where humility walks in and says, you know what? I was wrong in there. Because this is how some people start their conversations. I may, I might be wrong, but I think. What they're trying to say is, I'm just trying to give you a benefit of the doubt, I'm probably right. This is our human nature. That statement got me, I've heard about it over and over again. In fact, it got so twisted that people were coming back to me saying, you said that you are always right until we prove you wrong. I never said that. I'm laying this out right now because you've got to be able to trust me. And there was broken trust at the beginning of our start here, and it hasn't been repaired. But I'm telling you right now, in 2023, God is bringing refining and rebuilding and we're rebuilding trust. 
I'm going to say things with confidence, but I'm going to let you know that I'm not an arrogant person. If you think that, I apologize. You're not, everybody's not going to like me, but if you get to know me, you'll get to know my jokes. They're quick, they're dry, and you may not even catch it. Sometimes I don't even catch my own jokes. So this looks like, that was a joke, by the way. This, this looks like, again, join the journey, desire the journey, stay the journey, share the journey. Hold on to that. Let's go back into Nehemiah chapter 4. Persevering to rebuild together in his presence. Verse 7. Now it happened when Symbolic, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Amorites, and the Ashdodites heard that the wall of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were from the, from the beginning to be closed. They became very angry. People will get angry when you're doing the will of God. People are not going to always understand how things happen. Why is it happening this way when they want it their way? And you're going to run into conflict. But we're going to persevere together to rebuild in his presence. Verse 8. And all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem to create confusion. Who is the author of confusion? Not God. The scripture says God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. He's a God of peace. But the enemy wants to sow discourse. He wants to bring confusion. He wants to bring distrust. And he does it in those simple things. So be careful what you hear. Be careful what you buy into. If you, if you hear something about somebody who's like, that doesn't sound like them, it's probably because it's not. Somehow it's got twisted somewhere, someplace. And it might not even be intentional. How many ever shared information the wrong way on accident? It happens. That's why we always have to be careful what we hold on to. They wanted to bring confusion. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God. It's going to happen through prayer. I'm going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to keep on praying. Because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. I want you to hear this in verse 10. And I'm and I, bringing this out of New Living Translation. Persevering despite complaining and fear. Persevering again, this is this pressing in, keep pushing through, right? That's what persevering is. Not giving up, it's easier to give up than persevere, isn't it? It's easier to give up in a relationship than persevere to make it work. It's easier sometimes to, to quit a job than to persevere to, to stay in the, in the fight. And, and some of you have to make those decisions at places that you, that you work. Persevering is not always easier. If you're in a race, uh, anybody ran a marathon before? My hand's down. I have not. But to finish the race, you have to persevere. You have to keep running. And that's what the scripture is about is, is persevering. Then the people of Judah began to complain. Now, this is, the, this is the ones who are building. How many in here are builders? Part of the building of the kingdom here, right? It's our human nature every once in a while to complain about some things. It's going to happen. The workers are getting tired. And there's so much rubble to move. We will never be able to build the walls by ourselves. It's okay sometimes. We're going to get weary on the, on the journey. You, can, you, you have a moment. Just be careful how much 
that you spread that moment around with everybody else. There's, there's times you're like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I can stay on this team. I don't know if I can. It's, look at all the destruction. We've got to rebuild. Is it even possible? That's part of a, this humanness. How many who's made of flesh in here, right? There's a human part of us, but the Spirit wants us to overcome the, those fleshly things and those fleshly thinkings. This is them complaining. And it goes on. It got past just complaining. Meanwhile, our enemies were saying, before they know what was happening, we will swoop down and on them and kill them and end their work. They had fear that the enemy was going to stop them from doing. They had fear from their lives. And so, But we can persevere despite complaining and despite fear. When we have God on our side, we can make it through. Uh, it's the Lord that leads us. It's the Lord that strengthens us. Not by my might, not by power, but it's by the Spirit. Spirit says the Lord. Verse 12, the Jews who lived near the enemy came and told us again and again, they will come from all directions and attack us. The enemy is always going to try to sow seeds of discouragement. He's always going to try to let you think that the enemy is going to attack. Can I give you a, 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 a tip here? The enemy is like a roaring lion. He's not going to be quiet. He's always going to try to roar against us, against the body of Christ. But the body of Christ is not going to be defeated. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the body of Christ because Jesus Christ is a headship. That doesn't mean that the enemy doesn't try. He's going to keep on trying. He's going to keep on trying to bring you down. He's going to try to, to sow a, a discouragement and, and, he's, and even misunderstandings and, and maybe a, a mis, a mistruth. But it's the enemy. Don't buy the lie of the enemy. Don't take the bait. Oh, why did I say that? There was another message series I did called The Bait of Satan. That got me into a lot of trouble, too. People were asking, why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about offense? We're not offended. There's a lot of people that were offended that I preached on defense. You think I'm joking? I'm being serious this morning. Because the enemy wants to sow discourse. That's why we have to, Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive. I know you're thinking I'm being awful brave and I'm just, I'm not being ugly. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just being truthful that this is a day the Lord is moving us together. We have to make a decision. We're moving forward together and we're rebuilding what God has started. Verse 13, persevering with Holy Spirit wisdom and power. How many believes in the power of the Holy Spirit? Therefore, I position men behind the lower parts of the wall. This is Nehemiah was getting, the Holy Spirit was leading him. Even though so Testament is the Spirit of God was leading him, giving him insight what to do. We need to pray that for our leaders. Pray that for me. Pray that I'm hearing God and not other voices, that I, that I have the divine uh, uh, encounters with God to help us uh, with, the, with, with strategy. Yes, we're going to seek the presence of God, but he wants us to have a strategy how to reach this community. One of those things that we're going to continue to do, we're praying we need to do this, is that the buy a tree, change a life is one of those things that we do that, uh, that we're reaching our community. People, I had a conversation yesterday when uh, the, young, the young at hearts were here, uh, right before they got here, there was a group of young people in our parking lot, and, and uh, they were uh, high school seniors and some college students, and, and I never met them before, but I walked out them. I'm always going to find a, an opportunity to say hi to them. I, I knew they had a connection with somebody uh, uh, around that. 
that I have a connection with. And so I said, hey, do you know so-and-so? Yeah, that's why we're over here. And I began to talk to them, and, and I got their names, and, and I, I began to, to uh, you know, just have some dialogue. And then I brought up Biotree. Yeah, this is something we do over here. It's like, oh, yeah, we've seen that. And one of the girls said, hey, we bought a tree last year. And it's, it was so great, it lasted way past Christmas. You don't know the, the connection that God is going to allow and, and what's going to happen. I'm praying right now for those students uh, uh, to come into this church. And, and uh, one girl, I told them at 11 o'clock on Sundays. She said it back to me three times, 11 o'clock on Sundays. And so I'm waiting one day. Don't be surprised. Go ahead and tell your neighbor, don't be surprised who's going to walk in these doors. So with, under the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, I, I position men be, behind the lower parts of the wall in the opening. I set the people according to their families with the swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and, and arose and, and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. I'm telling you right now, do not be afraid of the tactics of the enemy. Do not, do not fear that, that, God is not, that God is done with this church. Hang on, hold on, be faithful, and God is a God of restoration. God is a, the God of resource, amen? He has every need that we have. He has it already a plan. We may not see what it is, but he already does. Do, my, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fights for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your house. God's on our side. And it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. Return to your work. If you don't have some work, find that. We'll, we'll work with you. There's a place for everyone to serve somewhere. It doesn't mean that you're out of the sanctuary every Sunday. There's some place for you to serve. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held spears, the shields, the bows, the, the, wore armor, and the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. There's a place for everyone. A place in this rebuilding. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other they held a weapon. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side and he's built. You need to have the word of God ready and active in your life. I'm talking about the sword of the spirit here in this fight that we're in. We're not in a fight against people. You understand what I'm saying? We're not fighting people. We're not, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities. The enemy wants to stir things up. That's so why we got to keep our eyes on God. The enemy is good at creating division and disillusionment. Every one of the builders had his sword girt at his side as he built. And the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. It sounds like they desired the journey. It sounds like they were desiring it together. We're going to hold on. We're going to work all the way through this. And then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive. Can I just let you know that the, the mission for the Central Church of God is great and extensive? Uh, how many has lost loved ones uh, that's going to fill this room? Uh, and it's a great mission, uh, but it's not just about our families. It's about those around us. Uh, and part, the, our, our direct family members, that's a part of the mission, but it's not the only mission. There's a lost and dying world all around in Lake Station and, and Hobart and and. and, and 
in, in South Lake area, all this area, God wants to bring a harvest in, and God is doing it right now, and it's not by accident. Tonight, we're going to have, you need to come back tonight. But just think of what happened since last year. Again, back up even further. 1973, Billy Graham goes to Seoul, South Korea. Has a great conference, a great service that's out there, a, a revival, and thousands came to the Lord. It changed Seoul, South Korea. Prosperity started to happen because their work ethic changed. Uh, they began to work differently. It, it changed the culture of that area. And so they've been hearing about America and the plight that we're going through. And so some people who believe in God and, and were thankful that America sent someone to them to share the gospel said, we need to give a gift back to them. The one thing that we know how to do is pray. And so they started seeking God away in advance. They're like, we want to bring the gift of prayer to America. So that's what happened last year. Year, they begin to pray. What happened after their visitation here when they went back home? Over the summer, anybody heard of the revival that happened in Asbury and other colleges? Amen. I believe that that, that prayer began to spark some of those things. Uh, there was a movie called The Jesus Revolu Resolution, Revolution that came out. And, and there's people, there's testimonies of people getting saved in the movie theater. A movie that they thought wasn't even going to make any money made over $50 million. Uh, God has a plan right now, and it happened on prayer. And so I want to let you know tonight... We're going to have a prayer service, uh, and God is going to stir some things up. Get ready for revival. Not get ready. We're in revival. I don't want to say get ready. We're in revival. We're seeing things take place in, in across the, the church and, and across the body of Christ. We're, the church is in revival. It doesn't mean every church is experienced, but God wants to move, and we're going to see it happen here. Amen? So persevering for the duration. Verse 19. Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. There's going to be some gaps, but we're all doing the same thing. Hold on. Even though you may not be able to touch the person beside you, we're in this together. Find your place, and let's serve together. Whether you hear the sound, the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. Someone say that with me. Our God will fight for us. So we labored in the work, and half of the men held the spears from the daybreak until the stars appeared. It sounds like they stayed the journey. I offer that to you again because the Lord gave me that, not just for here. I use that at another church about joining the journey because that's the mission. I believe that God has a calling for every person to find a place to root in there may be seasons that people leave for this or that. We, we'd rather see people re released to go do ministry. But we've got to find that place uh, where we're supposed to serve, and you need to join the journey. You need to desire the journey. You're not going to stay someplace you don't desire. Desire the journey. Stay the journey and share the journey. Persevering by encouraging one another. How many holds on to the fight because someone is encouraging you? This is what we need to do. At the same time, I also said to the people, let each man and his servant stay at night in Jerusalem that they may be on guard by night and a working party by day. So neither I, my brethren, my servants, nor the men of the guard who follow me took off their clothes except that everyone took them off for washing. They, they said we were committed to the mission. 
We, were gonna, we weren't going to take the breaks. We had to do certain things, but we were holding on. They were sharing that with one another. It sounds like sharing the journey. Now, here's what I want to move into. I share that passage, and that's all the verses in, in chapter 4. You, you know me by now. I, I, most of the sermons, I'm going to grab a passage, and I'm going to walk through it. I want us to grow from it. I'm not going to shotgun you with, the, with 50 verses that you've you got to figure out how they connect. I want to, I, sometimes I may, but a lot of times I want to walk through a passage so you'll have an understanding. So when you go back and start reading, it's like, oh, I remember talking about this. Because there's times in my life, I, I've, the Lord's put on my heart a verse, a certain verse, and, and I've grabbed it, and I forgot about the context it was in. We need to know what that is about. We can't just grab one verse for every part of our life. There's a connection there, so you don't want to misuse it, right? But I want to pause now, and I want to take you to how God has ordered some things. This is not by accident. So what I'm about to share with you, and it's on the back of your outline, is word for word. This is not my words. This is word for word that Pastor Stevens, Stevenson, John Stevenson out of Ohio, he was on one of our morning prayer calls. And by the way, you're able to get on that prayer call. If you don't want to get up at 6 o'clock, you can go back on, our, on the Church of God website. It's even in our mobile app. There's a link to listen to some of the, not the whole prayer, but some of the nuggets that are part of it. But I want to let you know that God is saying and speaking to people, not even connected with our churches directly, not having an idea what churches are going through directly, but speaking the truth. And then at the beginning of this year, we picked on preaching out Nehemiah. That was God-given. And since that time, there's Nehemiah has come up. And on April the 10th, which was my birthday, I don't just throw that in there too. Maybe there was a connection that day. But on my birthday, on the prayer call, on that Monday, John Stevenson begins to lay out, here's 10 things out of Nehemiah. Like, God, your timing. And the Lord's given to this. I had this written down, but he was waiting for the right time to share this. You need to capture these 10 things. Nehemiah did not disclose to anyone what was in his heart to do until he had first assessed the situation. Now, I'm not going to unpack all these, but I'm going to let you know. Again, in humility, I'm seeking God. I want counsel. But there may be some times that God puts something on my heart to share. But I may hold on to it for a little bit until the right timing. Someone say the right timing. I may not always get it right, though, okay? I'm human. I may miss some of the timing. But there may be some things that the Lord has put in my heart that I may share with one or two, not with everyone, because I want this confirmation. I'm seeking the Lord. But Nehemiah did not disclose to anyone what he had in his heart until he had first assessed the situation. Nehemiah, number two, Nehemiah was faced with opposition from the moment it became public knowledge of his desire and plan to rebuild the walls of God. Let me just submit this. I'm not mad at anybody who took what I said wrong, even about being right. The enemy likes to twist things. There was a misunderstanding. Nehemiah faced with opposition from the very beginning. I believe the Lord has sent us here. Follow great leadership. Pastor Martin was a great pastor. And it wasn't the Lord's plan for someone to come for two years and get through that, and then another two years and get through that, another two years to get through that. Because that's been the trend for most churches of pastors who follow their long-term pastors. Because there's a change. The congregation doesn't know how to adjust. They, 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 have, they have a trust issue, trying to get to know someone new and all those, all those things. It's, and it's the enemy trying to bring discourse. 
So there's been some opposition, and not at anybody's fault. I'm not blaming or pointing fingers. It's an enemy. But we have to recognize there's been some opposition unintentionally from the moment that we begin here because the enemy, this is why, the enemy doesn't want to see this church continue. He doesn't want to see this church prosper. He doesn't want to see this church reach the, the surrounding area, so he's going to try to get into the mix of it. That's why we have to be on guard. Nehemiah was faced with opposition from the moment he began public knowledge of his desire and plan to rebuild the walls of God. Number three, Nehemiah had to accept that some who should have been helping him were resisting him. Even those who would benefit from the restoration of the wall resisted the work. Again, these are word for word. This is not my words. I'm just sharing what, was, what I heard on the call. And you can go back and listen to it from April 10th. Number four, Nehemiah had to motivate the people and keep them encouraged even as he encouraged himself in the Lord. That's part of my job. I want to encourage you. Hold on. I need you to encourage me and I want to encourage you. Hold on. It's worth it. Someone say it's worth it. Why? Because God has a plan. Number five, Nehemiah had to be aware of enemies but not be distracted by them. The enemy's going to try to send some enemies our way. We're not going to get distracted. Like this morning, the sound just kind of, I mean, it was, I walked out of the sound, I was halfway down and I just like stopped and I looked up and Joanne's been helping thank you, Joanne. She's like, I ain't touch anything. <laughs> so she realized really quick, everybody blames the sound person right off the bat. And you're like, I, I didn't even do anything. So have compassion for those who are helping because there's some things just out of our control. Nehemiah had a discipline of prayer that became his response to every attack of the enemy. That's why our prayer meeting on, so, on Tuesday night is so important. Not just, I'm praying, but praying together does something. Number seven, Nehemiah relied on God to give strength to himself and the workers as they built. I'm relying on God. He's going to give us strength. Nehemiah trusted God to protect them and expose any plot of the enemy to harm them. Number nine, Nehemiah never showed any doubt or fear that they would fail in their efforts. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that God is moving us forward. God is moving us forward. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you how candid I am. Beginning of this year, I tried to go to another church. Only a couple know that. I'm sharing that in being vulnerable. But I knew that God wasn't releasing me. I fought it. I even tried to convince the overseer. If he's listening, he may see this. I convinced him, yeah, it's the right thing. It's the right thing. But meanwhile, I knew that God gave me this mission, this vision of returning refining and rebuilding. The enemy is trying to take that away, but I'm committed right now. I'm telling you right now, I'm committed here. My family's committed here. My wife, we're committed here. We love you, and we're not going to let the enemy steal what God has planned. Amen? <laughs> Number 10, Nehemiah acted and remained in faith. Listen. And God honored it. 
God honored it. We serve a good God. I want to just take the next couple of moments. We're going to just play some soft music from the, from the back there. We just meditate for a moment here. Just seek the Lord as he leads us into the next direction here. <laughs> 